Hello there, and welcome back to a long-expected podcast, where two girls read Lord of the Rings, one for the first time, and one for the million. I'm Megan. And I'm Julia. And today we are reading, or we have read, uh, the sec- or the first chapter of the second part of The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gotta find some smoother way to introduce that. It's so complicated. <laughs> It is. It's all Tolkien's fault. We can just blame it on him. We just blame everything on Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so the, this is the first time that I tried the audiobook that you and Amber suggested. <gasps> really? Yes. Because Megan and I just out of a whim decided to record today. And mm-hmm. like we decided maybe an hour and a half ago. And I was like, oh, I got to crack through this as fast as possible. So yeah. I turned on the audiobook. <laughs> But let me tell you, that is such a magical experience. Right? Yeah. He, there's like so many different voices and it like. I know. This chapter slowly introduced with birds and like water sounds and oh, it was so Mm -hmm. peaceful. Uh Uh-huh. That's like basically the Rivendell vibe right there. I'm feeling that and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I want to. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure I listened to the audiobook of this chapter, too. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that is so nice. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell all of our listeners that I feel like this is going to be the purest podcast episode that we have released yet. This chapter <laughs> was just so chill and so mm-hmm. wholesome. I think the best word to describe it is wholesome. Yeah, I think so, too. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone... Just needs to grab a cup of tea and put on a warm pair of socks and just, like, sit Mm -hmm. down. And this is going to be so peaceful. (laughs) I've already got my warm pair of socks on. Do you really? Yes. um, I'm doing school from home right now online. Mm -hmm. And my feet get so cold. (laughs) And I have... I actually don't know how many pairs of fuzzy socks I have. But I have so many. I have a basket full. You do? I do. I keep getting them for Christmas. And I love it. I'm so jealous. (laughs) <laughs> so every day I pick a new pair to wear. Oh, that's incredible. It's pretty great. <laughs> I have three pairs of like thicker socks. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them is a pair of Slytherin socks that I got from the <gasps> Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That's magical. Uh, they're not cozy. They're just like long. Yeah. And then I've got a pair of like blue thick socks, but they're getting kind of worn. And then my best pair of gray warm (gasps) socks just got, like, three holes on the bottom of one foot. No! And there's, like, no way I can salvage it, so it's done. And I'm so devastated. (laughs) That's the most disappointing thing ever. One of my favorite pairs... One of my favorite pairs of socks, it's, like, black and gray with little palm trees. Oh! They got holes in them, and I'm so sad. I I took a picture. Oh, you did? Before I threw them out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you need to make a really sad video with like the I will remember you song. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm doing oh, no. it. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. If you do it, we're posting it on the Instagram for sure. Okay, great. <laughs> I just love that you said that my losing my socks was the most disappointing thing ever. Uh-huh. Like, if everything that you could be disappointed at right now in the state of the world socks. <laughs> it's really disappointing. This is, like, this is something that's close to my heart. <laughs> oh, no. 
Well, I mean, if that's the most disappointing thing that you're dealing with right now, I'm very happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Aw. Well, yeah. Everyone else, put on your warm, fuzzy socks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Join us. Yeah. I've I've got like a cardigan blanket going on right now on my lap, so I'm pretty set. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> I've got a whole duvet on my lap, so I'm Amazing. <laughs> wow, this mm-hmm. podcast episode is just wholesome and pure and lovely. <laughs> it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we wait we join Frodo as he wakes up in a peaceful area and he hears a waterfall and he's inside some sort of like room that obviously we did not end last chapter with him being in this peaceful area. No, definitely not. <laughs> and he asks, like, where am I? And it says, he said to the ceiling, which I love. I yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and someone says that he is in the house of Elrond. So he's made it to Rivendell. Yay! Yes, he did it. It took us more than half of the book, but we're finally here. Uh-huh. And guess who's speaking? But Gandalf. Of course, finally. I know, right? I literally, okay, I literally wrote in my notes, finally. (laughs) I actually did too. Did you? That's the first word that appears in my notes. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. I, this feels like the end of the entire series. Does it really? Yeah, if he, if he had delivered the ring, this ending right here would be a perfect ending to the whole series. That's actually very true. It just, it just felt so, again, I say, wholesome <laughs> and pure and finished. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but then as Gandalf is here, Frodo flashes through all of his regrets from the adventure. He's just like, you know, reeling it in his head. It's so funny. Poor guy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but he has no memory of arriving in Rivendell, uh, but Mm-mm. everyone is safe. Uh, and Gandalf says that he was beginning to fade. So that's repeated quite a bit these past couple of chapters. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and Gandalf seems to know everything because Frodo has been talking in his sleep. And apparently <laughs> Gandalf has read his thoughts and memories. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Gandalf <Yeah>. freaks me out. <laughs> he is a little freaky and mysterious. Yeah, but- freaky and mysterious. I like that. If he had... If he had a Twitter, his bio would say freaky and mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You, We learn to like, as you go along, you'll learn to just love that about him and mm-hmm. not even care if, if he's just being too mysterious. Really? Like, so this is a repetitive theme. Yeah. Like you'll eventually, he'll eventually spill some of his thoughts mm. in certain parts. But before it's like, come on, Gandalf. What's going on? <laughs> Let me into your mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he was held captive, um, but that's all that he would say. So. Yeah. Uh, and then he mentions the Morgul Lord and war is preparing. So very daunting words in this peaceful environment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then, so. yeah, no idea what Morgul Lord is, but I'm assuming that Sauron a safe bet at this point, I think. <laughs> and then we learn more about riders. So we learn that they are ring wraiths and they are, there's nine of them, which we already know, but they're the nine servants of the Lord of the Rings. Aha. Ooh. <laughs> yep. 
So I literally wrote in my notes and I literally said out loud, Oh, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. This was just the book title to me. And now it finally makes sense. Yeah. So obviously that is Sauron, I believe. I think. Yes, it is. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they talk of Strider for a little bit. Uh, and I love this part. I feel like, I feel like you probably wrote notes on this too. That yeah. Frodo never knew that big people could be more than big and stupid. Yep, I definitely wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah yeah they have such prejudices against the other oh, my uh, creatures. It's so funny. It is. <laughs> and then, so I quoted this from Gandalf. He said, "The race of the kings from over the sea is nearly at an end." It may be that this War of the Ring will be their last adventure. So it's very vague. I can't interpret it, but Frodo interprets it to mean that Strider is one of the people of the Old Kings. Mm -hmm. And then Gandalf goes on to say that all rangers are people of the Old Kings. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So rangers are kind of a big deal. (laughs) <laughs> that's an understatement <laughs> yeah it really is they're but a for huge some reason, deal yeah for some reason i got the impression that people not hated the rangers but just kind of brushed them off and didn't prefer to like associate with them yeah but that doesn't make sense if they are literally the people of the old kings yeah i think i think it is pretty accurate that people just kind of brush them off and mm-hmm. you know just don't really care about them anymore Hmm. but I guess I think my answer to that would be just that people have forgotten like where they're from and like what their importance is oh that makes sense yeah but that is so cool that like Strider is part of that line never expected that (laughs) uh and so Elrond has been tending to Frodo for days like for four four nights and three days yeah. Um, and so Frodo is starting to feel better. Uh, and Sam has hardly left his side, which is adorable. Yes. So oh, sweet. Good old Sam. Uh-huh. And we learned some more information. Uh, so Morgul, they, we learned that he was stabbed, like Frodo was stabbed with a Morgul knife. So again, I believe Morgul has something to do with Sauron. Yeah. Um, and a splinter was left in his closed wound and Frodo would have become a wraith himself. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, like, catch it in time. And everyone thought he was dead. Like, Gandalf thought 100% that Frodo wouldn't make it through, which is wild. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. And then the, <laughs> like, second world that we kind of discover through the ring, we learn yeah. it's called the Wraith World. Yes. Very, very fascinating. It is. It's, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and they further mention, and I put in quotes some things here, um... So the elven wise, lords of the elder from beyond the farthest seas. No idea what those are. Hopefully we find out. <laughs> yeah, we will. Okay, nice. <laughs> I know there's a lot of name dropping throughout this chapter. So I wrote down a bunch of names and stuff. So hopefully we'll <laughs> discover them someday. Yes. So Gandalf talks to himself uh, about Frodo, which is kind of funny. It's just like this offhand comment of like Gandalf's to himself. Yeah. And so he says, he may become like a glass filled with a clear light for eyes to see that can. No idea what that means. Very. Nope. (laughs) 
and very freaky and mysterious, as we would say. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then we learn kind of the details that Frodo has missed over these past four days. So Glorfindel and the team, they made fire and they caught the riders between the flood and the fire. And most of the horses of the riders have perished, which has left the riders crippled. Interesting. And so now they don't have to worry about the riders for a while. So that's kind of nice to not worry about running so much, but... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we learned that Frodo's horse was protecting him. So the white horse of Glorfindel. So that's nice. Like, just the characterization of horses in this so so far. I love it. Yeah. I've never been a horse person, but now I love them. (laughs) I went through a brief period of being a horse person. You were a horse girl? (laughs) I was a horse girl for like a year. No. <laughs> when I was in grade two, I all of a sudden was obsessed with horses. Mm-hmm. And so my parents were like, okay, let's put her in like horse camp. No way. You so, went to yeah, horse camp? I went to horse camp for like a week. It like, <laughs> it was, it wasn't far from home. So it's not like I lived on like a ranch or anything, <laughs> but every day I would go and then I'd like ride a horse <laughs> and like learn stuff about horses. Megan, I had no idea about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got, like, the really nice old horse. Oh. His name was Veronica. Veronica. Yeah. And um, I was too scared to even trot the horse. So I just made it walk the whole time. <gasps> oh. <laughs> that is so cute. What made you stop being a horse girl? I don't know. I think it just eventually died out because... Obviously, opportunities to ride horses are pretty scarce where we live. Where we live, yeah. So, that is so funny. Yeah. That's, I had a year phase of being a horse girl too. Not to that extent. But really? It, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I had a best friend in middle school mm-hmm. and she was like a full on cowboy wannabe. Nice. Like her dad lived in the States somewhere and he had a ranch. And so all she would talk about day and night was horses and how she wanted to own a ranch when she was older. Aww. And that was, like, not my interest at all, but I wanted her to like me so badly that I pretended that I was interested in horses. (laughs) (laughs) So we dreamed of, like, owning a ranch together one day, and then she left schools in grade seven, and then obviously my horse phase ended, but... (laughs) Right. That's funny. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> I can see Sam becoming a horse girl with him and his, like, Bill Fernie's pony. A horse girl. <laughs> yeah, Sam the horse girl. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, we further learn that Elrond commanded the Flood himself. Yeah. Uh, with a little, like, a sprinkling of Gandalf's help. Yeah. And Gandalf was the one that added... And I wrote the flourish of the the water that formed into horses, speaking of. (laughs) So I love that Gandalf added a little bit of spice to the the flood that incapacitated the riders. (laughs) Yeah, he added his own special little touch. (laughs) I know. He could have just left the flood to Elrond, but instead he's like, nah, I want it to be special and pretty. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) But we move on from this past talk, uh, and we learn that there will be feasting and merriment soon, and mm-hmm. Frodo fell asleep thinking about how much he missed Bilbo. So, very wholesome, very sweet. Yeah, so cute. 
<laughs> so we learned that Frodo is in somewhere called the Last Homely House. And yes. okay, so this is where I need your help. Okay. So Bilbo was quoted saying, a perfect house, whether you like food or sleep or storytelling or singing or just sitting and thinking best, uh, or a pleasant mixture of them all. So I'm wondering, did did Bilbo come here in The Hobbit? Because I don't remember this at all. He did. He did? So, oh, yeah. man. Him I'm so dwarves, stupid. Yeah. Him and the dwarves, like, stopped there on their way to the Misty Mountains. Oh. Because the only yeah. elvish thing that I remember from The Hobbit is there was, like, a wine room. That they oh. had to, like, escape in barrels. That's all yeah. that I remember. That was in Mirkwood. That was in Mirkwood? Oh. Yeah. But that was elves too, right? It was, yeah. Oh. But they did go to Rivendell. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know, really I'm... remember much from that either, actually. Really? It must have been a very brief moment or something. I think so. <laughs> now I regret us not starting with The Hobbit instead of just diving straight into Lord of the Rings, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll be backwards. Yeah. Okay, so Frodo eventually got up after sleeping for a while, and he felt refreshed, and he looked in a mirror. And I just realized, like, this is the first time that he's looked in a mirror in months. Yeah, that's a good point. I totally neglect how much I am able to look in a mirror. <laughs> oh, same. Like, how weird same would it be to, to not see yourself for, like, months on end? That would be crazy. Yeah. That would I've, also terrify me because yeah. I'd be like, how do I know I don't look like some kind of monster? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely a valid worry, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But <laughs> Sam came in with a hug. Adorable. Yeah. And he has he hinted that he's been holding Frodo's hand this past couple of I days. I know. Oh, I love him. It's so sweet. And he was, like, dancing around the room while he was talking to Frodo because he was so excited. I know. Ah, oh, Sam is so adorable. I love him. I hope everybody who reads these books loves Sam as much as we do. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of uh, describe what it's been like. Uh, and Frodo, is, or Sam, is so excited about all the elves, obviously because he was obsessed with them. Right. But he was just like, and there's elves from all over the world, and they're here, and I get to see them. And, uh-huh. and yeah, oh, Riven- Sam. Sam. And Rivendell just sounds, like, beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Yes. I can't wait for you to see it in the movies. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's beautiful. Oh, that that's really exciting. <laughs> and they leave Frodo's mm-hmm. room to meet the others, and... Pippin calls Frodo the Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Pippin. And then Gandalf says, like, no, you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're all summoned to the feast hall. So in the feast hall, Elrond is at the the head of the table, and at his right and left are Gandalf and Glorfindel. Mm -hmm. And so finally we get some descriptions of these characters. And they are stunning. (laughs) Like... I just right. wanna I wanna be them. I know. They have like Me long too. long flowing hair and like stars in their eyes. And yeah. their faces are neither old nor young. Yeah. I just it's that sounds so magical. Cool. It does. 
And there's a woman elf nearby, and she's described as queenly and wise and, like, silvery as well. Yeah. And we discover that she's Arwen, the daughter of Elrond. Very cool. And I wrote here that I really want to know who her mother is. I, I didn't write it down, but I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, they never really go into detail about that, and it's... Yeah. Well, they. (laughs) Tolkien. Um, (laughs) And I've always been confused about that. Hmm. Do they, do we never get any explanation? I think we get like weird little hints Hmm. or maybe I'm just missing something. I don't know. Well, the only thing that I picked up on, I don't think I'll be able Mm -hmm. to find it in my chapter, but she, or the narrator mentioned that Arwen's two brothers were out doing something to kind of, I think it mentioned that her mom was tormented by creatures. Yeah. I think she died. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know who she is and, like, where she's from. Like, the mother. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it talks about that in, like, the Silmarillion or something. Ooh, that would be very fascinating. Crossing my fingers. I hope so. <laughs> I'm so glad you yeah. haven't read the Silmarillion either. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be a party. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think anyone who reads the Silmarillion thinks it's a party. <laughs> I don't think so either. But, you know, we'll make it a party. We'll make it a party. Good idea. Yeah. So they all had a very merry time, uh, and there's no sign of Strider. No. Where is he? We Um, don't know. (laughs) And we don't actually find out, so I'm a bit frustrated. But anyways, (laughs) we move. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so there's a dwarf next to Frodo, and his name is Gloin, and he is a companion of Thorin. Like, is he from The Hobbit? Is he one of the dwarves? Yeah, he is. Oh. Yeah. Because I only got remember... that little connection there. Ah. That's actually cool how they just, like, draw us back in. Yeah. I only remember Keely and Feely and Thorin from the Hobbit... The Hobbit dwarves, like the Twelve Dwarves. Yeah. So... There's, like, Ori and I think Bori. <laughs> Why do they rhyme? Oin and Gloin. Oin and Gloin. Okay, so Gloin. There we go. Yeah. And Bomber, oh. the fat one. Oh yeah, it mentioned something about him. Yeah, they the kind feast. of go over. Yeah, they go over the the where the, where they all are now. It's really cute. Yes, and it says that Bomber is now too fat to like stand <laughs> up or walk on his own, so he needs like a certain number of young dwarves to like carry him. Literally, so adorable. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So they uh. yeah they don't discuss the ring or. Gloin's purpose here. Uh, they yeah. said that they will discuss it in a council later. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so Gloin also mentions the men of Dale. And I was wondering, is that that little river village where Smaug comes and, like, attacks? Yes, Aha. it is. Okay, because remember, if throwback to the intro episode, I've only ever yeah. seen the Hobbit, the second Hobbit movie. And I, <laughs> that's the movie where the Smaug attacks the village. So I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, he looks so cool. Like, the dragon looks so cool. Oh, especially when he's flying away with the gold, like, coated in gold. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so good. I remember I saw all three parts of The Hobbit, hmm. but I hardly remember anything. Like, I just uh, remember how Smog looked and, like, the general, like, river and all of that and the mm-hmm. mountain. And I remember the thing about, like, the secret door. And then I remember about this, like, scary orc dude who was kind of a big deal but wasn't really in the book. 
So that's all I remember. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, and then like a redhead elf woman or something. Oh, yeah, that was, um, oh, I remember because she was in a relationship with Keely in the movies, but oh, it didn't yeah. happen in the book. And I was so no. frustrated about it. Ugh. There's so many things. Anyway. We'll get into that when we go, when we read The Hobbit. Yeah. (laughs) But then, yeah, so Goyne mentions news of the Lonely Mountain and the dwarves. uh, And he says that Balin, Ori, and Oin are missing. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever find out about that. We'll see. Mm hmm. And I think it's been like 60 years since that adventure. Something like that. The number 60 just stands out to me, but that's probably wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. There we go. And so we left the (laughs) feast uh, and we go into the Hall of Fire. And uh, there's music going to be played there. And apparently when there's not like a festival kind of thing going on there, people just go in there and wish for peace, which is very, very, very pure and cute. I actually love that so much. and Me too. I want that in my I life. I know! <laughs> just like a big, beautiful room that you just go yes. in there and wish for peace. Yes. We mm. have a fireplace in our house, but it doesn't work. No. <laughs> so, and we've tried fixing it multiple times. I don't even know what the thing is that's wrong with it. But it just, it'll work for like one evening. Mm-hmm. And then it's done the next day. That is so doesn't sad. Work. I don't even have a fireplace, so. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> Very sad. <sighs> but, oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. There's a figure next to the fire, and he's wearing a dark cloak, and he's mm-hmm. got a cup and bread, and he looked ill. <laughs> and I was wondering <laughs> if it was Strider, but then we okay. find out it's Bilbo. I know! Frodo's wish comes true. I know! I, like, 100% totally did not think that we would ever see Bilbo again. Yeah. So I was very surprised and excited. Yeah. And the meeting between them is, like, the most precious thing ever. Oh, my word. And especially in the audiobook that I was listening to, all of a sudden the music got so happy. And, like, his voices for the characters, I just felt like I was there. It was so magical. Yeah. So good. It's so good. (laughs) I love Bilbo. I know. Mm -hmm. He's such a cute little hobbit. I know. Okay, and even cuter, he said that the reason he didn't go to the feast was because he was busy sitting and thinking. (laughs) So sweet. (laughs) Right? And then Bilbo requests the Dunedin. And at this point, I was like, who is that? Should I know? Have I forgotten? Am I a horrible note taker? But no, you are not. <laughs> we'll find out later. Yeah. So Bilbo, he kind of told what he's been up to. So he made a last journey to Dale, uh, and he stayed at Rivendell after that. And he's yeah. just been writing his book and writing songs. Yep. Adorable. It's like so cute. It's just like his idea of a good retirement. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he often thought about returning for the ring and getting rid of it himself, but Gandalf and Elrond kept him here in Rivendell. Yeah. And then the only terrifying part of the entire <laughs> chapter. So Bilbo yeah. wants to look at the ring, and Frodo felt very reluctant to. And I was like, is he reluctant because he doesn't trust Bilbo, or is he reluctant because he wants the ring to himself? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 
all of a sudden when he showed Bilbo, Bilbo looked really old and super desperate and like a shadow passed over him and he was like changed. Ah. So scary. Like he's been away from the ring for like half a year and it still got such a hold on him. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing, I think it doesn't really go away. Like once you've been a bearer of the ring, its Mm. hold stays on you. Forever. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I've actually wondered, if you are just, like, holding on to the ring, obviously it's going to be talking to you and saying, like, you know, put me on, you need me, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you don't put it on, does it actually get a hold of you? Or does it only start grabbing you when you've put it on? I think putting it on helps. Mm-hmm. But also, just in general, the longer a person has it, the more attached they are to it. And even just, like looking at it and holding hmm. it and, you know, yeah, it, it gives, it takes on like a, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Some it sort just, of like, grab on you. Like yeah. latches? Yeah, basically. Oh, yikes. It just like brings the desire to put it on into your mind. Hmm. And then you're just stuck with that. Yeah. So then I wonder how, how it never really got to Tom Bombadil, hey? Yeah, that's why it's so surprising hmm. that, like, it didn't do anything to him. Crazy. Yeah. By the way, we cannot have an episode where we don't talk about Tom Pompadil. I know, it seems <laughs> really crazy. It's just always, he gets mentioned somehow. He's my favorite. Anyways. We're <laughs> Honestly, yes, I am. <laughs> Same. So Frodo put the ring away, and then Bilbo... He kind of comes to his senses, which is great. And I'm so happy to see that. But Bilbo's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, thank you for putting it away. Uh, And then they talk about news of the Shire. And Strider comes in in green clothes. But for some reason, like, I can't see him in anything but angsty black. So (laughs) (laughs) I just can't imagine him in green. Fair enough. (laughs) And we learn that Strider is Dunedin. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. He and just has a bunch of different names. I know, and he's so casual about it. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'm this. Exactly. I'm also this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's Elvish for Man of the West. And mm-hmm. then, ooh, we ooh. there's a hint of a connection between Strider and Lady Arwen. Ooh. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Bilbo and Strider went to finish Bilbo's song. But yeah, I guess his, maybe Arwen is his connection to Rivendell because they mentioned that he has some sort of connection with Rivendell. So I'm assuming it's through yeah. Arwen. Potentially. Ooh, we'll see. I hope we find out more. <laughs> Ooh, Megan's just looking at me, listeners. <laughs> with a big <laughs> smile. Yeah. Uh, and then Sam fell asleep and all were listening to the music and it was very enchanting and it was described as kind of drowning Frodo. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, drew, drew him into sleep. And it was just very beautiful, poetic descriptions of the music, which I enjoyed. Yeah, and, like, it also, it said that, like, he couldn't necessarily understand all of it, mm-hmm. like, the words, but it put, like, a picture of what it was in his mind still. Yeah. Which is so cool. Very, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole chapter, I was just thoroughly enjoying the the narration. It was just so stunning. Yeah. Uh, and so Bilbo sings a song, 
And so I just kind of summarized it as much as I could. But if I'm being honest, I was a bit lost and I have kind of no idea what was going on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's confusing. It is. Uh, so it, he mentions Arendil and he built a boat and he had armor and a sword and helmet and he was wandering very far. Uh, but there were like winds of wrath and Elwing came to him. And I quoted, Silmaril, she bound on him. So I love these consistent, um, like, mentions of the Silmaril. Yeah. And so he was wandering to Elvenholm, and they clothed him in white, and he was made the Elder King. And then I got really confused, so I think he was journeying again. And then Mighty <laughs> Doom fell on him. So I... I, to be honest, I don't exactly know what was going down. No, it's basically, like, um, a song about, like, a a classic, like, I want to say legend, but hmm. it was something that actually happened. So it's, like, true, question mark? Yeah, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Does it come into any importance later, or is this something I can just forget? You can just forget it. Amazing, it's gone. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but like Aaron Dill and Elwing, are those names that are significant? They are. Like, I don't even really know much about them, but they're just like significant people of the past mm -hmm. that like I guess like good people you could say look up to in a way. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. For our listeners, uh, Megan was, like, air-coding with her fingers, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, then I won't put too much stress on it. I've just got that confusing song in my memory now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then they have kind of a game of sorts, which is to see which lines were written by Bilbo and which ones were written by Strider. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> it is funny. But... All of them were written by Bilbo, except for the mentions of the green stone, which were from Strider. And I'm assuming yeah. that's inspiration from the green stone that we found on the bridge a couple chapters yeah, ago. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I just kind of picked up on that. I don't know if it means anything. Um, and then they decide to, like, Frodo decides to slip off and talk with Bilbo privately, just for fun. Yeah. But I just, uh, Strider? He seems so off this chapter. I can't shake it out of my mind. Hmm. He's just, he's not as, I mean, he's never been chatty, but he was at least no. like growing a relationship with Frodo. And the fact that he's distancing himself and he's not helping Bilbo with the song as much as Bilbo says that he normally does. I don't mm. know. He just seems different. And yeah. That makes sense. I think he is a bit stressed. Hmm. I think that's the reason. Stressed. Um, it says at one point that he goes to like meet um Arwen's brothers that came back from their journey or whatever. Oh, I totally missed that. Okay. Yeah. I and so he he like goes to meet them. I think that's why he wasn't at the dinner or the oh. feast thing. Um because he wanted to hear news from them. Hmm. And it probably wasn't very good news. So poor that guy. Probably Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because, like, this is a big old party, and, like, the riders are kind of um, out of their way for the time being. So I feel yeah. like everyone has a right to just kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. So just seeing him not relaxing is just so unsettling. 
I know, because I would I want to say like both him and Gandalf are still keeping their minds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're keeping their minds on like the reality that the trouble's not over. There's still more to come or whatever. Because there was that one point when um Frodo meets up with Merry and Pippin again Mm -hmm. and uh Gandalf says I think it was around the part where he said like there's only one Lord of the Rings or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Pippin's like Gandalf has been saying many cheerful things like that. Oh like my sarcastically. word. His sarcasm was amazing. <laughs> so good. Yep. So like, clearly Gandalf is being a bit negative, but also realistic. I was about to say realistic. Definitely. Not necessarily negative, but like. He's, he's trying to keep realist. them on track. Yeah. Yeah. And Pippin's like, no. <laughs> we can ha- party. party time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. I know it's. It's this chapter's almost a false sense of security. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Frodo felt regret to leave the hall and he heard like an elven tongue singing a few verses. Uh so it was really cool to actually like read Elvish for the first time, I think. Yeah, it's so cool. And then the pronunciation in the audiobook was impeccable. Like it was beautiful. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And looking, like, Frodo looked back, and Strider was next to Arwen, ooh, uh, and he ooh. was, he had his cloak off, so he was in elven armor, and then I wrote, <laughs> oh, he's trying to impress her. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm so excited to learn more about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're back in Frodo's room now with just Bilbo and Frodo, and there's, mm-hmm. they decide not to talk about the Shire's past or talk about the dark future, but they just want to talk about kind of the shared world that they each have discovered separately now. So, you know, the forest and yeah. people, and which is very, very nice, I think. It is. And then Sam comes in eventually uh, to send Frodo to bed. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. And Bilbo He's says... mothering him. Oh, he is mothering him. <laughs> it's very yeah. cute. It's and, super cute. And Bilbo says goodnight. And uh, he hints about his death. At the very end of the chapter. Oh, I know. <laughs> but he says this oh. so casually. Yeah, he's just, like, chill with it. Yeah. I know, he's kind of come to just some sort of acceptance, which is nice. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but on that cheerful note, the chapter uh-huh. ends. Yep. <laughs> and we see that the next chapter is called The Council of Elrond. Yes. So obviously they've been talking about that this whole chapter, um, and I love uh, that we're still going to be kind of in Rivendell for a little bit longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm the assuming... The next chapter... Oh, yeah? Sorry, go ahead. No, you say the next chapter. I was going to say the next chapter takes a more serious turn. Hmm. And um, you'll find out a lot of information. Oh, boy. Oh, so boy. So it's a very informative <laughs> chapter, but also very interesting. Okay. As long as I won't want to shut the book and throw it out. It's <laughs> not one where you'll want to shut the book. It's... More of like a question-answering chapter, I'd oh, say. Oh, that's nice. I have a lot of those. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm assuming, I think, don't tell me, but I okay. think the next chapter will be when the Fellowship is formed. Because okay. I know that the Fellowship is formed in some sort of group setting, and so I imagine a council is a group of people from everywhere that are discussing things together. Right. But again, we've mentioned this before, but like, for some reason in my mind, I thought that I had read to the forming of the fellowship before, but I clearly have not. So the fact that potentially it could be within the next few chapters 
I'm like, there's, yeah. I'm, what was I thinking? I have no That's idea. That's really funny. Maybe you thought that the fellowship was like Mary, Pippin, Frodo, Maybe. And Sam. But like, I know that there's another dwarf. And I know okay. that there's Legolas. That's, I mean, that's all that I know. So. Right. Hmm. Or Leg Lost in Amber's leg, it's, words. It's Leg Lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, this chapter was so pure. And it's, I just, it's so nice to feel free of the riders. Yes. It's like a relief chapter. It totally is. And, and you can definitely get that sense from the characters, too. Yeah, I can definitely feel the relaxing, yeah. for sure. I mean, other than Aragorn and Gandalf, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten into such a habit of calling him Strider. I'm going to have to break it somehow and call him Aragorn. Oh, yeah, and I keep calling him Aragorn. Because, okay, there comes a point. I'm pretty sure it's coming up. Um, Like, it could be in the Council of Elrond or a little bit after, mm-hmm. where he starts being referred to as Aragorn. Ah. Because um, other characters know him by that. So, mm-hmm. like, you'll hear him get referred to as Aragorn. But then I think, for the most part, the hobbits still call him Strider. That's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you kind of, there comes a point where the book just naturally switches you over and you don't even realize. Hmm. Because I was having trouble consistently calling him Strider. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, And so I'm wondering, like, how long will they stay with Rivendell? Uh, I think at least a few more chapters. And then I'm wondering, like, if the riders are incapacitated why doesn't Sauron come himself (laughs) like is he a physical being that can just walk over I don't know Mm, yeah uh and then I was thinking like Rivendell has been the goal this entire like past book yeah so now that they're here I have no idea how the how the book is gonna end because from here I feel like the next purpose is just to destroy the ring in Mordor Hmm. So, like, what's the goal of this second half of the book? I have no idea. Right. So excited to find that out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I was just thinking about the feast in my notes here. I'm like, this is such a cool feast. Can there be an elven cookbook? I would love that. Oh, my goodness. Yes, please. Like, I was thinking even when we have our movie night to watch this first movie. <gasps> we need to, like, create an elven feast for ourselves. That's a great idea. Ooh, that reminds me. Actually, um, a couple that I know who love Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. they recently had, like, a Lord of the Rings movie marathon Ooh. one day. And um, they both, like, bake. So they made a bunch of foods from the books. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and there were like pictures of it on their Instagram and stuff. Too. Oh my word. It's so, it's so cool. We need they to get them like, on the podcast. Yes. They were actually, I was thinking about having them as guests at some point. Amazing. That would be so fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. At one point in the series, or in the series, in the <laughs> books, there's, um, an elven bread. Oh, Lembus. And so they uh-huh. made that. <gasps> yeah. 
That is so cool. cool. I'm so excited. We're going to have to do a lot of Elvish food research. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so we have a few answers from last week's question, which is very exciting. Yeah. So the one that people answered was uh, if they have or would have some pets that were named after Lord of the Rings characters. And so we got an answer from Jill, who's a new answerer. So hello, Jill. Thank you for answering. Hi. And she said, I just really want to get a gray kitten and name him Aragorn. Oh. Which would be so cute. That would be so precious. Because I feel like the stereotypical thing would be to name a big dog Aragorn. Yeah. But a kitten is way better. But a gray kitten is so much better. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yes. Have I ever told you that I want to have a cat named Pippin one day? I don't... Maybe you mentioned it last episode, but I forgot, and I think that's the cutest idea. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cute. Like, a chubby kitten. Yeah. It has to be chubby. For some reason, I I imagine Pippin to have kind of, like, like dark ginger hair. Okay. So I feel like your cat should be, like, a dark ginger tabby. (gasps) Oh! Yes. But a really That's chubby one. That's actually funny because I envisioned like a chubby like orange cat. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Shrada, our favorite, uh, also answered. And mm-hmm. she said, a cat named Gamgee seems really cute. So fun. Anything named after Sam is ideal for me. Oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> like Gaffer or Gamgee, Sam. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our question for this week is, um, if you were to be in Rivendell, what would you most utilize about it? Like, for example, I I think I would probably like the Hall of Fire and just sitting mm. and thinking. Yeah. That's, that's probably what I would do most there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think... I mean, they didn't mention this, but I'd like to imagine that these elves are similar to the ones of the forest that we met mm-hmm. earlier. And there's a lot okay. of, like, nighttime feasts and parties. Oh, yeah, totally. And I just think I just want to do that all the time. Yes. Just to be at, like, and- complete peace and full of joy. Yeah. I'd also love to, like, walk around the Rivendell Gardens. <gasps> oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's like lovely. Like the... In the movies, it shows, like, the outside of Rivendell, too. Hmm. And, like, there's waterfalls and, like, beautiful greenery. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to answer that, you can comment on any of our Instagram posts or email us at alongexpectedpodcast at gmail.com or DM us or anything like that. We'd be happy Mm -hmm. to read your comments on the air. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) And if you want to follow along, uh, we are on Instagram at longexpectedpod, and there we post when we come out with episodes, uh, or just like my thoughts as I read along, or sometimes Lord (laughs) of the Rings memes, which I've been really enjoying lately. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but thank you so much for listening. This is a huge pleasure for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and we'll see you next week for chapter two, which sounds so weird to say. It does. It's like, we're already past that. I know, right? Uh Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.